Coming up on Locked on Dodgers, I am going to predict the entire 2023 season for you guys. Everything you need to know about the 2023 Dodgers, I will tell you what's going to happen. I'm not going to talk about the postseason because who knows what's going to happen there, but I will predict the season for you. That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Dodger fans. This is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now, and then you will never miss a day because you know we're not going to. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperio, although it's just me today. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's the plan for today. I want to tell you first, though, that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for being with me today. I'm sorry I missed yesterday. I was uh, I spent the weekend. Well, it was a busy weekend for me. I think I mentioned last week uh, my son had a wrestling tournament on Friday and Saturday in Draper, Utah, and then a baseball tournament on Saturday and Sunday in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, you'll notice that both of those were on Saturday. Luckily, or something, he uh, he. Did pretty well in the wrestling tournament, about as well as we expected. It's first year wrestling. And so uh, he did as well as we had hoped, but he was also done wrestling by the end of Friday night, which was nice. So we did that on Friday and then hopped in the car first thing Saturday morning, drove down to Vegas. It's about a five and a half hour drive uh, when the weather's good and got went, got to his tournament. He actually uh, pitched and uh, him and his buddy Caleb threw a combined perfect game in the our team's first game of the tournament, which was pretty cool. Uh, so congratulations to Logan and Caleb on that. It was fun. Uh, Logan's team won the tournament, the 16U division. So uh, a, a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun, but that meant that I didn't get home until about 3 a.m. on uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, because the weather was not good on the way home. Lots of snow. It took about seven hours. Long drive. So anyway, events held down the fort recording yesterday's episode, and I appreciate that. Uh, and I only give you all those details because, hey, I was talking about baseball and this is a podcast about baseball, but specifically it's about the Dodgers. And that's what I'm going to talk about for most of today is the Dodgers. And specifically, I am going to predict everything you need to know about the Dodgers 2023 season. Uh, so with that said, let's jump right in. Uh, I'm going to start with offensive predictions. I'll do offensive in the first uh, segment. I'll do pitching in the second segment. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's do pitching first. Pitching first segment. Offense, second segment, and then just general uh, record and stuff, predictions and other miscellaneous predictions in the third segment. That's the plan. All right. So our pitching predictions. Uh, who's going to lead the team in wins? This one uh, might surprise you, but it's also going to kick off kind of a running theme. Uh, I think Dustin May is going to lead the team in wins. I think he's going to win 17 or 18 games, have a very good season, and, uh, and be – Really, really solid. Uh, I think Julio and Kershaw will be second and third in wins. I think they'll both be well into the double digits, uh, you know, 
14 to 16 wins each, but I think Dustin May leads the team in wins. As for ERA, I think Kershaw will have the best ERA among the starters, but he won't have enough innings to qualify for the, the ERA title. Um, because yeah, I don't think, I think he's going to make more than the 22 starts he's made the last couple of years. I think he's going to make 25 ish starts, but will fall just short of qualifying for the ARA title. You have to have 162 innings pitch to qualify for the ARA title. And I think he'll finish in the one fifties. Uh, so he'll have a, the best ERA among the starters, but won't quite qualify. Uh, I believe only Julio and may will qualify for the ERA title. And I think may will have a slightly better ERA than Julio somewhere in the 2.6 ish range. And Julio will be in the two sevens. Uh, that's my prediction there. Uh, leading, leading the team in strikeouts. I think Dustin May will lead the team in strikeouts with Noah Syndergaard not far behind. I think Syndergaard will be kind of in the same range as Kershaw on innings pitched, maybe in the 140-ish range. Uh, but I think he's going to have a bounce back on performance and get his fair share of strikeouts. And uh, whereas, you know, uh, Dustin May will still strike out more because he is going to throw more innings. I think May and Syndergaard will have similar strikeouts per nine numbers, uh, but May will have the overall raw total advantage because because of throwing more innings. Most saves on the team, I'm going with Daniel Hudson. I believe Daniel Hudson will, for the most part, be the Dodgers closer. I think they won't be super strict about having a closer, but I think when Daniel Hudson's available and there's a safe situation, it will probably go to him. Uh, I think they will sometimes use Evan Phillips there, uh, sometimes use Alex Vesia, depending on matchups. But I think kind of their semi-default closer will be Daniel Hudson, and he'll lead the team with like 18 saves or something like that. And I think you'll have a lot of other guys getting saves, kind of like last year. Last year it was out of necessity because Craig Kimbrell was bad. Uh, this year I think it'll be more just uh, because they're not too worried about who gets the numbers. And so I think you'll have, again, you know, eight or ten guys who have a save. Uh, as for best reliever, uh, obviously that's different from the number of saves. I think Evan Phillips is going to be the best reliever on the team, just like he was last year. I expect him to be slightly worse just because it's hard to match what he did last year. But yeah, I think he's going to have an ERA in the high ones. And I think he's going to throw a lot of important innings, you know, 65, 70 innings and, uh, you know, post really, really good numbers again, and be once again, the most dependable guy in the bullpen. And I think Yancy Almonte, who was very, very good when he was healthy last year, I think he's going to continue that very, very goodness and, uh, and make the Dodgers pretty happy and hopefully stay a little bit healthier uh, and just be, you know, a tick behind Phillips, but still very good. Honestly, I think the whole bullpen is going to have a pretty solid season. I expect good things from Vesia, from Hudson. I, I think Shelby Miller will have a decent season. Uh, Gratterall is going to, I think Gratterall is going to take a step forward in his progression. I think he's still going to be a work in progress as far as getting the strikeouts. And that's going to be the big question for him going forward, but he, he will continue to induce weak contact. I think Dodgers will have a pretty solid bullpen. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other pitching predictions. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of, what I'm expecting. Uh, I guess the other thing on the on the pitching side would be I do expect Bobby Miller and Gavin Stone both to debut uh, and make starts this season. I think among the five among pitchers who aren't in the starting five right now to start the season. So starting five is Julio, Kershaw, Gonsolin, May, and Syndergaard. Among other guys, I think Ryan Pepio will Pepio will make the most starts of anybody. I think Pepio will get eight or ten starts in, 
And I think Miller and Stone will both be in the six or seven kind of range on starts. But I think they're going to get their fair share and maybe an occasional start for Michael Grove or Andre Jackson or somebody else we haven't thought of right now. Um, but uh, yeah, so Miller and Stone, I think, will both debut. And I think both of them will at least compete for the postseason roster and possibly make the postseason roster. Um, I, I, I'd i probably give Miller a little bit better chance of making the postseason roster just because you need fewer starters in the postseason. And so really you're looking more for an extra reliever. And I think Miller probably will show the stuff to, to be kind of a dominant multi-inning reliever. And so Miller has the edge on making the postseason roster this year. But I think Miller and Stone both solidify themselves as uh, rotation strongholds going forward. Uh, starting in 2024, they will be just defaulting into the rotation because of their performance in 2023. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about my offensive predictions for the Dodgers. Uh, spoiler alert, they will continue to be optimistic because as you may have noticed about me, I'm an optimistic, optimistic fan. Some people say I am unrealistically optimistic. I say the Dodgers uh, have like a 643 winning percentage the last four years. And so that warrants some pretty good optimism. And so, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm an optimist and I do not apologize for it. And what I've noticed the last few years is I'm usually right. So I can come back and give you some optimistic predictions about the offense. So thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Let me tell you something. You are a smart person. You like good things. That's why you're listening to this podcast instead of like, I don't know, Rogan or Smartless or one of those other inferior shows, you're checking out Locked On Dodgers because you like quality. Well, if you want a delicious treat and something that is good and good for you, kind of like Locked On Dodgers, you got to try Built Bar. Every single Built Bar is delicious. They all have low fat, low sugar, low carb, high protein. They're all somehow magically scientifically maybe their science evolved i choose to believe it's magic they all taste delicious and they're all healthy for you i don't know how they do it and neither do i care because they do it and that means i can grab a built bar anytime i want a snack i don't have to feel guilty like i do when i grab a butterfinger or you know go to del taco and get eight burritos all that stuff's bad for you built bar good for you good for you in every single way so a lot of flavors uh uh churro peanut butter brownie coconut almond so many good flavors. Check them out. And you don't have to even order them online anymore because you have a Walmart nearby. I know because everybody has a Walmart nearby. You can buy Built Bars straight from Walmart or Sam's Club these days directly. Just walk into the store, buy yourself some Built Bars. You still can order them online from Built.com. Uh, I believe our promo code LOCKEDON15 will still get you 15% off. But if you need a Built Bar right now, run out of Walmart, grab one. They'll have it for you. And you can thank me later. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. When you are done here for your second listen, check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Getting back to my predictions for the 2023 Dodgers, uh, I was about to give a recap. I doubt that you are starting just with the second segment. Um, but, you know, if you missed the first segment, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing our predictions for the 2023 Dodgers. I went through the pitching in the first segment. Now we're going to talk about the offense. And uh, this one, let's start with home runs. Leading the team in home runs, I am going with Max Muncy. I think Muncy is going to have a resurgence, and he is going to uh, 
get back to, he used to hit 35 home runs every year. And I think that's what we're going to see for Muncie. I think we're seeing 35 to 38 home runs from Max Muncie in 23. I, I think uh, Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez will be not far behind him. And I believe eight different Dodgers will hit at least 20 homers. I'm going with Muncie, Mookie, J.D. Martinez, Freddie Freeman, Miguel Vargas, Will Smith, James Outman, and Chris Taylor. All eight of those guys will hit at least 20 home runs this year. Uh, and I think a few of them, I think Muncie, Betts, and Martinez will get to 30, and Freddie will be pretty darn close. Uh, leading the team in RBIs. I'm going Freddie Freeman. I think he's going to get a ton of RBI chances. I, I think Mookie will be leading off, and I think that uh, Lux will be down near the bottom of the order. I also think Vargas will be near the bottom of the order, uh, at least to start the season. And so I think Lux and Vargas are both going to do a really good job getting on base, setting the table uh, along with bets for Freeman to be able to drive in a lot of runs. Uh, and obviously Freddie Freeman's a great hitter and that helps you drive in runs. Um, I think that Muncie and JD Martinez will be not far behind Freddie on the RBI total. Uh, leading the team in stolen bases. I'm going with Gavin Lux. I think this is the year that Lux, he's going to, uh, <coughs> excuse me. He's going to continue his, Last year, in 2022, Gavin Lux was really, really good until he had the neck injury. If you look at his numbers through August 22nd, he was outstanding. You know, had an OPS uh, right around 900. Uh, sorry, right around 800, not 900. 900 from, from Lux would be awesome. Um, it was just over 800. And uh, he was batting close to 300, taking his walks. He's going to be, I, I think that's what we're going to see from him for the most part this season is that version of Lux. He's going to be on base a lot. And I think the next step in his progression is going to be stealing some bases. I don't think he's going to be a 60 steal guy because I don't think it's that kind of baseball anymore. But with the the changes to the pickoff rules, making the bases a little bit bigger, guys like Lux, I think might be encouraged a little bit more to do some running. And I, I think that's what we're going to see. I think Lux will probably steal 20 to 25 bases in 2023 and lead the team. Uh, leading team in batting average, I'm going Freddie Freeman again. Uh, it's not a controversial pick. He almost led the major leagues in batting average last year. If Jeff McNeil had the testicular fortitude to play on the last day of the season, Freddie Freeman probably would have led the major leagues in batting average. Um, but you know, that's okay. Freddie will lead the Dodgers in batting average again this year, probably somewhere in that same, you know, I'd say 315 to 318 range. I think Miguel Vargas and Gavin Lux will both be right around 300. So not too far behind Freddie. Uh, let's see. Run scored. Run scored. Shocker. I'm going with Mookie Betts. Uh, last year, Mookie and Freddie tied for the, I think, the major league lead uh, with 117 runs scored. And uh, I think it will be somewhere. I, I don't know if it'll be quite that many this time. But I think Freddie, uh, or I think Mookie is going to score uh, 108 runs. And, uh, and I think Freddie and Lux will be not far behind, you know, Freddie will be right around hundred. I think Lux is going to bump up into the, into the nineties or so between being healthy, being productive the whole season and stealing more bases. He's going to get himself in a scoring position. And, uh, I think he'll score about 90 runs leading the team in doubles shocker. I'm going with Freddie Freeman again. He led the majors in doubles last year. And uh, I think Vargas and Mookie are going to be both right behind him. I think Freddie will be in the mid forties. I think Vargas will be around 40 and Mookie will be pushing 40, high 30s. Uh, and then OPS, you know, who's going to be the Dodgers' best hitter? I'm going with Freddie Freeman. 
Uh, I think Betts will be not too far behind him. And I actually expect Max Muncy to be closer. Muncy, I still batting average wise, I don't think Muncy's going to be approaching 300. And so that'll, but I, I think he'll take his walks. So I think he's going to have a solid on base percentage in, you know, 370 range. And I think his, his slugging percentage is going to be around 500. Uh, and so, you know, that puts him pushing 900 on the OPS, which would be very good. Uh, I think James Outman will be the lowest OPS on the team. But even him, I, I'm expecting to be about a 105, about 5% uh, OPS plus, 105 OPS plus, 5% better than league average. Uh, and, and I yeah, I think the Dodgers, everybody on the offense is going to be above average. Even Chris Taylor, I think he's going to have a bounce back season. Uh, not crazy bounce back, but, you know, uh, slightly better than Outman anyway. And, you know, overall, I think the Dodgers are going to have a very good season offensively. And we've talked about this before. Last year, the Dodgers led the league in runs scored. They led the league in everything that mattered last year. And if you look at their offense, it's not going to be significantly worse than it was last year. Because basically, you're swapping out Justin and Trey Turner uh, for Miguel Vargas and J.D. Martinez. I think that's a slight step back. I think J.D. Martinez will be slightly better than Justin Turner was last year. I think Miguel Vargas will be a little more than slightly worse than, than Trey Turner was, but but just barely more, probably just slightly worse. And so it's going to be close to a wash uh, between those those four guys. And then you got James Outman probably replacing Cody Bellinger in the lineup. Uh, and I, I expect Outman to be better than Bellinger was last year offensively. Uh, and then you've got Chris Taylor hopefully bouncing back. Max Muncy hopefully being good for the whole season. Really, like, there's potential for this team to be better last year, better than last year's team was offensively. I don't think I'd predict that just because somebody's going to struggle, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody's going to have a bad year and you can, while the expectation for each player could be for them to be very good. I don't think that necessarily follows that the expectation for everyone is to be very good because injuries happen, struggles happen. It's going to happen. We can't really predict that. Uh, And so there will be something that kind of draws it back down to about the same level as last year. I don't expect a big step back from last year, though, because this team is going to be very, very good. And I think that's something that a lot of people are missing out on. So that's my thoughts on the offense. I'm going to come back in a minute, and I have a few other general miscellaneous predictions for the 2023 Dodgers. Uh, So thank you again for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please continue to keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. So download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And I talked about this the other day. This line still makes me laugh, and I still think that uh, everyone should be betting on this. Uh, let's check it right now and see what the current props are. Uh, there there was a, a possibility to bet on both Kelsey brothers scoring uh, scoring a touchdown, and that is something that is not very likely at all because Travis Kelsey is probably going to score a touchdown. Uh, his brother is probably not. 
uh, and I am looking to see. Uh, I can't find it right now. I hope you can still bet on that. That's a really, really uh, important one because uh, when I did this the other day, you could bet on that. And if you bet a hundred dollars and it happened, you would win $13,000. Now that is something that you uh, would definitely want to do. So uh, go to FanDuel, check out all the different options available to bet on uh, because I think there's going to be some, uh, some pretty cool stuff that you can bet on and some chances to win some good money, some really creative things that I think uh, might be fun for you. So whatever you're going to do, uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on the Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, I would love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments section. Uh, I, I've already admitted I am an optimistic fan. Uh, so if you want to tell me I'm being too optimistic, that's fine. Uh, my response that I won't even bother typing, but I'll say it right now is no such thing as too optimistic. whole point of being a baseball fan is to enjoy being a baseball fan. And right now is the time for optimism, especially when you're a fan of a team like the Dodgers. It's a very good team. So love to hear your thoughts in the comments on YouTube. <coughs> Excuse me again. If you're listening on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you on social media or email or whatever. I will give you all the contact info at the end, like I always do. But that said, let's jump back into our predictions. We are into our miscellaneous predictions section for the 2023 Dodgers. Uh, just kind of a few things I thought of. Uh I think Miguel Vargas and James Atwin will both get rookie of the year votes. I think Vargas finishes in the top three. I think he has a chance to win the award. Uh, it really comes down to how, how quickly he can come out of the gates uh, because rookie of the year is one of those awards that uh, there's, there's kind of a narrative that builds up throughout the season. Uh, not always, but, but you do have a better chance of winning the award. If you start off hot, get people talking about you, and, uh, and then obviously then stay hot. If you have the best season, you're, it's your best chance of winning, but there is a narrative around it. So I think Vargas will finish in the top three and I think Outman will be a little bit further down the ballot, but I think he's going to have a solid season and enough that uh, people, I think a couple of people will vote for him to finish fifth. So he'll get a few points. Uh, I think Dustin May is going to win the comeback player of the year award uh, after missing most of 2021 and most of 2022 uh, having Tommy John surgery. I think he's going to come back. And as I've said earlier, I think he's going to lead the Dodgers in a lot of categories. I think he is going to be outstanding and win the comeback player of the year award. I also think he's going to be the highest finisher among the Dodgers in the Cy Young voting. Uh, I think Julio and Kershaw will also get Cy Young votes. The three of them will all get some votes, but I think may, you know, it, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it finishes top five in the Cy Young voting and kind of, I think 2023 is kind of going to be Dustin May's coming out party where he's healthy for the full year and is kind of dominant and, and it'll not, not so dominant that you think, Oh, he's peaked, but dominant, like, okay, we're starting to see what Dustin May can do and leaving just a little bit on the table so we can be optimistic for another step forward in 2024. Uh, let's see the biggest storyline. Uh, I, I think the two biggest storylines for the Dodgers, uh, well, three biggest. There's going to be the National League West chase. I think it's going to be closer than it was 
last year. I'll tell you in a second uh, how I think that's going to finish. Uh, so I think that's one. And then the individual storylines, I think Dustin May uh, will be a huge storyline for the Dodgers, kind of the same way that uh, Tony Gonsolin was until he got hurt last year, uh, kind of the same way Julio was as the season went on. I think Dustin May is going to be that kind of storyline. And I think Max Muncy's resurgence is going to be a big storyline. Uh, having him bounce back and be healthy and and productive for a full season, I think it's going to be uh, – I think a lot of people are going to look and see and remember that Max Muncy is really good at baseball. Uh, midseason acquisition. Dodgers are obviously going to be open to filling holes on the on the trade market at the trade deadline. Uh, some of this, it, it's hard to predict uh, who they will acquire because we don't know what holes they will have at that point. But my prediction for the midseason acquisition is a name you might be familiar with, Cody Bellinger. I think the I think Bellinger will have a bounce back season with the Cubs. Uh, not necessarily back to 2019 levels, but I think Bellinger will be back to being a productive hitter. And I think because he's on a one-year deal with the Cubs, they will recognize they are, I, I think they will be out of contention and unlikely to re-sign him. And so he will be on the trade market, much like the Cubs signed Jock Peterson in 2021 and then traded him to the Braves at midseason. I think they will trade Bellinger back to the Dodgers at midseason. And uh, Bellinger will kind of fill a hole in the outfield. Uh, I, I, because I'm being optimistic, I don't want to go into detail about why they'll need Bellinger. Uh, but let's just say that uh, I, I think one of the outfielders who's likely to get a lot of playing time will uh, start to fall off a little bit and Bellinger will be available uh, on the trade market to come in and fill that hole and slot back into center field, slide James Outman over to left field uh, when when that trade happens. Just a prediction. It's crazy, I know, but that's my prediction. All-star selections. I think the Dodgers will have six all-stars this year. Uh, I, I don't think Muncie makes it, even though he will deserve to. I think we will be talking about him as a big snub. I think Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith finally makes the all-star team. Julio finally makes the all-star team. Dustin May. And Evan Phillips, I think that's the Dodgers' six representatives at the All-Star Game this year. Uh, and then, overall, the Dodgers, I predict they are going to go 102-60, and 60, and they will win the National League West over the Padres by six games. I think the Padres go 96-66. and 66. And uh, I think the Diamondbacks are going to be not too far behind. They'll be competing for a wild-card spot. I think the Diamondbacks will win, you know, 85 to 88 games and start to uh, start to show that they've built a pretty decent organization over there. Uh, that's my prediction there. And like I said, I'm not going to predict the postseason. Uh, you know what I think is going to happen. Uh, I believe the Dodgers are going to be a very good team. I'm not going to predict what's going to happen in the postseason, but you guys know what I'm thinking. And uh, I, I know you get mad uh, like you did at Dave Roberts when he guaranteed a world series title, obviously, uh, Nothing I say could actually jinx a team, but uh, there's so much that can go wrong in the postseason or go right. And uh, I will choose to remain optimistic and uh, not worry about putting it into words on a podcast. But you know what I mean. And that, I think, is going to do it for me for today. Those are my predictions for 2023. Like I said, I would love to hear your thoughts in the YouTube comments or on social media. Uh, let me know what you think, uh, if where you think I'm off base, what you think I missed, where you think I'm right, all that good stuff. 
thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Lindsay Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It is free and available wherever you get podcasts. If you're not watching or listening to Locked On Dodgers every weekday morning, we'd love if you had one or two days a month to your rotation. If you have friends or family who love the Dodgers like you do, please tell them about the show. Maybe they'll like it too. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Samperio. I am on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, and our phone number for voicemails or text messages is 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.